Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you're doing well this week. We're coming on the end of August. September's right around the corner, which means there's a season change in our future, which I really look forward to. I love fall, my favorite time of year. Today, we're going to continue our series of podcasts called Mind Fitness, and we want to help ourselves see and think properly. That's basically what the series is about. And this past Sunday, we spoke on the topic of prayer. From Luke chapter 11, we looked at the Lord's Prayer. And prayer's been on my mind. Every time I think about prayer, I realize I need to pray more. I remember my wife buying me a couple books on prayer from a couple authors that I really like. And I started reading those books and they were so encouraging, so convicting, so inspiring. I never got through the whole book. I remember just shutting the book, stopping to read and just praying more. And I think that's probably okay. That was probably the point of the book. Um, But prayer is one of those things I don't think you can do enough. And this past week, we were looking at the Lord's Prayer, and the Lord was instructing us on how to pray, what we should pray for, what it should look like, what kinds of things should be at the top of our list when we're praying. And and it's probably not the things we still are accustomed to praying for, like God's name, God's kingdom, and God's will to be done. And those are the things that are at the top of the list every single time Jesus instructs us how to pray. But instead of going on about how to pray, because we we did answer that question, and if you want to know more about that, you can look either in Luke chapter 11 and find the Lord's Prayer. Matthew 6 also has it. Or you can listen to the sermon on our website. It's wyomingvalleychurch.org. And Pastor Mel gave a great lesson on, on how to pray according to the Lord. Today, I want to focus our attention on why we should pray. And often, The way to discover why you should do something is by simply looking at it from another angle. And I I do this often in my life. For for me to have a fresh perspective on something that I need or something that's good for me, I will often consider it from another angle. And let me give an example. When I was growing up, my mom used to read me this story and maybe maybe it was foreshadowing because she knew or someone knew that my life was gonna be a little crazy one day. I was gonna have seven kids all under the age of nine and uh, life was gonna be a little hectic. So my mom used to read me this book called It Could Always Be Worse. And in this book, maybe you've heard of it, but in this book, this man has a really tiny house and he's got a few kids and a wife and he's got a farm and it's just getting chaotic in the house and people are getting angry with each other and the house feels small and he can't take the pressure and the stress anymore. So he goes to the wise man of the village and says, you know, Rabbi, what do I do? I can't take this house anymore, you know? It's, it's affecting the relationships inside the house. And the rabbi said, well, you have a farm, right? And the guy said, yes, I do. He goes, I want you to take your sheep and bring them into the house with you. And the man, a little perplexed, says, okay, I will. So for the next week, he brings the sheep into the house with his family and everything gets worse. And he goes back to the rabbi the week later, uh, complaining even more because the house is worse and smaller and now it's stinkier and there's sheep fur everywhere. <laughs> And the rabbi just keeps telling him to do this. Two more times he tells him to bring different sets of animals into the house. And the man every time is flabbergasted because he's, the rabbi's not seeing the point. He wants a bigger house with more room and less stress. And every time the rabbi tells him to bring animals into the house, well, but the third time there's three sets of animals, I forget which animals they are, inside the house with him and things are the worst that could possibly be. He says it's like living a nightmare. 
So he comes back to the rabbi, basically, you know, frustrated with the rabbi and says, Rabbi, this is the worst thing I've ever experienced. Uh, my house is, is noisy and smelly and everything's broken and everyone's shouting at each other. You know, what can I possibly do? And that's when the rabbi says, now I want you to take all of the animals out of your house, clean up your house and go back and live with your family. And the man was so excited, he ran back to his house and did exactly as the rabbi instructed him. He took all the animals out of his house, cleaned it up, lived with his family, and suddenly the house felt big and roomy, and the stress wasn't very much. And all the rabbi gave this man, all he gave him was a fresh perspective. He didn't give him a bigger house. His house didn't get any bigger. He didn't get any, you know, less kids or an extension off his house. He didn't get any more money to build something. He simply got a perspective. And I've loved that story for that reason, because oftentimes that's the only thing we need in order to feel good about something or in order to do something we need to do is get a perspective of that. So today I kind of want to do that. I want us to imagine our life without access to God in prayer. And I'm not going to tell you a story, a creative story like that story. I just want us to think about it today. I want us to consider what our lives would be like if we didn't have prayer. If we couldn't go to God and pray, and I think by contemplating this for a moment, it will change our perspective. Because I want you to imagine, I want you to imagine a normal week, a normal week without some of the stress and some of the hardships that we've been facing lately, you know, in 2020 and 2021. I want you to picture a typical week, if you can still remember what those look like, where you have work and you have stuff with your family, but you're not doing something too crazy. No one's really that sick or hurt. The financial stress is not at the top of the stress bar, but uh, it's a typical week. And on those typical weeks, if you're anything like me, those are the weeks you often don't pray so much because life's going okay. And I don't know what it is about us, but we often pray, only pray, significant prayer when we're hurting, when something is scary or bad or like the man in the story could always be worse, full of stress. So one of those weeks we might not pray. And so if I said to you, imagine your life without prayer, you might go, okay, you know, I'd be sad, but I think I'd do okay because, you know, life's okay. I can handle this on my own. But that was thinking about a typical week. I want you to picture a week now that we've been having for the last year and a half. And I can only imagine your life. I know what my life has looked like. Um, I don't remember what a typical week looks like anymore. In fact, the the new normal, everybody's using that phrase, the new normal, uh, because things are different than they used to be, but they're also different in a normal sense. It seems like it's here to stay. But I don't want you to think about just the, the pandemic or what's going on in the government or anything like that. I want you to picture your life when things aren't typical, aren't easy. Think of some of the stresses you've had lately or the stresses you maybe just dodged. And I want you to think about those kinds of things, but I want you to think about them all happening at the same time. And maybe they are right now, so maybe you don't have to imagine it, but I want you to imagine your life full of stress and difficulty and pain and sadness. And I want you to imagine that you don't have prayer. You don't have God to turn to. God has closed up his shop. He's put the curtain and the wall again in the way of him and us. He still exists. He still loves us, but he doesn't want to hear from us. 
We can't go to him with our problems. We can't ask him for help. We can't praise him. And prayer is now gone. Some of those movies, right, that are, that are coming out today are all about, you know, end of the world and the last person on earth. And there seems to be a lot of those movies lately, you know, like, and at the end, when everything is okay again, you know, everybody appreciates their family a little bit more, loves their wife a little bit more, spends time with their children a little bit more because life isn't really that bad compared to what they just experienced. In our scenario, you're going through a lot of hard things but you don't have access to God. You can't call out to God. You're on your own. I remember one of those movies that I've watched that I've liked since, you know, for 10, 15 years. And I won't share the movie, but there was a conversation between these two people, two main characters in the movie. And something scary was happening. And it was one of those end of the world stories. And the guy turns to the other guy and says, do you think this is real? Do you think this is actually happening? And the man says, well, you know, um, I'll you know, paint this picture for you. There's two groups of people. There's a group of people who, when scary things happen, um, they think everything's going to be okay because there's someone there to help them. He said, then there's another group of people that's when scary things happen, they're truly terrified because they believe they're all alone. And he said, it all depends which kind of, what kind of person you are, which kind of group you're in. He said, are you the kind of person that imagines that there's going to be someone to help you when there's scary things? Or are you the kind of person that imagines that you're on your own? when scary things take place. And the man said, well, I, I believe there's someone watching over us. And then the man said something in return to him that, that scared the guy. He shared a story from his own life, something that they both experienced, some great sadness, and that um, it seemingly felt like they were alone during that time. And then he said back to the man, he goes, I want you to understand we're all alone. There's nobody watching out for us. There's nobody looking out for us. Whatever we're about to face here, we're all alone. Now, I will say this. Maybe you remember that movie. Um, I will say this. Um, in the movie, the man doesn't end that way. He's a religious man at the beginning of the movie, but something bad transpired, and he lost his faith. But at the end of the movie, he gains his faith. And, and of course, I'm not representing or um, promoting a movie that talks about, you know, the fact that God is not there. That's not the point of the story. That's not the point of the movie. That's not the point of me telling you this story. The point is this. Imagine, simply imagine your life without God, your life without God's protection, your life without God's love, your life without access to God in prayer. Guys, we've gone through, my family has gone through some hard things lately. And I, for probably a sad thing to admit, but I've prayed more in this season, maybe than I've ever prayed in my life. And I can't tell you what a comfort it has been to me to take my burdens and lay them before the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know what to do. This is too much for me. I feel like I'm spiraling out of control. I need your help. And for the Lord to, to not only hear me and say, Todd, I hear your prayer, but to basically say, I'm going to send help. I'm going to give you help. I'm going to give you my grace. I'm going to be there for you. You're not going to go through this alone. And not only to say it, but that to see it in my life, to see the comfort, to see the help, to see the grace come when I need it. That's what I've seen lately. And the reason I've seen that, of course, is because God loves me. It's not completely dependent upon my prayers, but we learned that prayer moves the hand of God. And he's allowed this access to us in prayer so that we will call out to him in times of need. 
for his help. And of course, that's not only what prayer is. Prayer is also a chance for us to thank God and praise God and adore God. And we should be doing that even in the easy seasons, the seasons when we're on the mountaintops. But I want you, for this illustration, I want you to picture your life in the valley. When everything's hard, everything's against you. Everything's, everyone and everything is coming to get you. And you almost can't get a break. It's like if you're in the ocean and it's one of those days where the waves are really big and really relentless and they just keep hitting you one after another after another. In this scenario, that's what life is like. You almost can't get a breath. The waves just keep knocking you down. And it's not hopeless because there's a God who loves you. But in this scenario, God isn't listening. He doesn't want to hear from you. He's not going to send grace. You're completely and utterly alone. Guys, that would fill me with terror. I, I, would, I would feel utterly hopeless because the fact of the matter is I'm not very strong. I, I try to put on a, a strong face and a brave face sometimes for my family and my church, but in all reality, I'm not that strong. I'm, I'm kind of weak. I'm kind of frail. I'm kind of fragile. And if I don't have access to God in prayer, life is truly scary. We're coming up on the, uh, the anniversary of 9-11 I don't know how old you were, what you remember about that time, but I was in college, and I remember so many details about that day. I mean, we only live a couple hours from New York City, and I had been to the World Trade Center. I didn't know anybody in the World Trade Center, so that was that was good. But that day kind of affected me. That day kind of hit me hard, and I and I wondered and I've, and imagined ever since then what it would have been what it would have been like for me to experience that day up close. You know, because sometimes we go to movies and we like to be scared. Isn't that true? We like when things scare us a little bit because it's not real fear. It's fake fear. There's no real danger. So it doesn't matter if something scary happens on the screen. Someone comes out with a knife or a building falls down or there's a fire because it's not really happening to me. It's just a story. But what if it was really happening to you? What if you really were experiencing something on that level and there's no God? You're on your own. Whatever transpires that day is between you and the event, and there's no one to help you. No one with divine strength. No one who loves you, who can send down grace, who can wrap his arms around you and protect you. Now, thankfully, like the movies I just described, that's not real life. Because we do have God. And we do have access to God through prayer. That scenario that we're thinking about today isn't real. The only reason it's real is if you're not in Christ and you don't believe in in him and follow him. And if you're listening to that this today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then that's your reality. You're on your own. But it doesn't have to stay that way. You can change that immediately, even today, simply by turning to Jesus. And if you have a relationship with Jesus today, then it's definitely not true. You have access to God right now, 24-7, at any moment. No matter if life is easy or hard, no matter if it's difficult or painful, God is there for you. And the fact that we do have God should change our life. It has changed our life. But we get in those seasons where for some reason prayer isn't significant to us. Maybe because things aren't going badly and we're okay and we don't need a lot of divine help. And it's honest and it's probably okay that there's seasons where we pray more because we need more help. I don't think that's necessarily wrong unless we're not praying at all, unless we're not praying to God and thanking Him and you know have regular disciplines of, pr- of prayer, then it is wrong. But it's okay to pray more when we're hurting. You know, even Jesus did that. 
But I want us to understand today that God has given us access to him so that we will call out to him at any hour. Now, I'm a pastor. I'm a guy who works and labors for the church to help the church grow and mature and know Jesus more and become like him more. And and because of that, I'm a full-time pastor and I have something called office hours. (laughs) And my office hours are like typical bank hours and people can reach me, you know, by phone, by email. They can come and see me. My office door is open during those office hours, but I also have a family And when my office hours are over, I go back to my family and I'm not as aware of my email or my phone. It's a little harder to get an appointment with me. It doesn't mean my church people can't reach me. They're encouraged to reach out. But because I have office hours, those are typically the best times to reach me. But God doesn't even have office hours. He's given us 24-7 access to him. And he tells us in Hebrews to come boldly to the throne of grace because he knows we need his help. And He has ripped the curtain or the wall that used to be between us and God. He's ripped it in two. It's gone. And the reason he did that is because his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, bled and died for our sins so that we would be righteous in the eyes of God and so that while we live upon this this earth, the rest of our journey, we would have access to God in prayer. And man, that brings me such a relief to even speak about that today because I can't do this life without God and I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to be able to accomplish his will and go through the trials and the testings of life without divine help. But like the story we started with, with it it can always be worse. Our scenario isn't real. We go back to our house today, we remove all the animals and we realize how big our house is. We do have access to God in prayer. In fact, we have 24-7 access, and I want that to help us change our perspective today on, on why and how we should pray, that we should call out to God every single time we're in need. We should call out to God regularly. We should call out to God when we're hurting. We should call out to God when we're lonely. We should call out to God when people are against us. We should call out to God when we don't know what to do. We don't know what decision to make. We should call out to God when life is lonely and chaotic. We should call out to God when life is okay. When life is going well, we should thank him and praise him and honor him and revere him and lift up his name and pray for his will and his kingdom to be done, even in the valleys. And everyone listening today, I hope that would help your perspective, that we have access to God. We have God. We're we're not alone in this life. On the contrary, God is there and he's waiting for a call. And I hope that encourages you today to call out to your God. Think about what's going on in your life and think about what it would take or what it would do for your life if you had divine help during what you're facing this very moment. Wouldn't it be nice to have someone who's strong and, excuse me, almighty, not just strong and all wise, helping you during the season? And the answer is, of course, yes. Therefore, pray. Pray while you drive like I am now. Pray at work. Pray on your break. Pray with your family. Pray at dinner time and noon time and bedtime and morning time. Pray. Call out to your God. It's not like the old school days of dialing, dialing the internet and you know letting it connect. It's not like punching in a phone number. It's simply calling out to him. It's direct. It's immediate. It's fast. And it's profound. And I am speaking mostly to myself today because I need to remember 
the profound access I have to God in prayer. And I need to utilize it right now in this current season. And I'm guessing and I'm betting that you do as well. And maybe today that perspective has helped you understand that you're not alone, that God wants to hear from you. He will help you. And all you need to do is go in the name of Jesus Christ to him in prayer. Thank him, praise him, ask him for his help, and do it as often as you can. Pray without ceasing. And I hope that blesses you today. It blesses me. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.